put your tray tables up and your seat in the full upright position because this is the flight plan the official podcast of big guy for you scanlations japan's number one bane posting manga scanlation podcast join the flight crew tom and aiden as we dance about all the anime all the manga and all that scanlation content what are we talking about today, Tom? Well, I think it's been a couple weeks now that I've had something stupid prepared in advance. But this week, uh, I'm bucking that trend here. Uh, magical girls is what we're talking about. But not the kind of magical girl that comes to mind. I'm talking about like uh, the Harry Potter anime equivalent kind of magic. Uh, like witches and such. Not like uh, transforming card captor whatevers. But, as is tradition... Let's do some top of the show stuff first, shall we? I was gonna say, well, you know who's got a spell cast on them is all of our lovely passengers. They're just showering us with affection and praise uh, this week and last week. We've got uh, Carlos coming in who says, now this, this is the content I subscribe for. I think we've gotten that before. Are you sure you're not rereading? Well, I could be, but I also like to think that uh, he just says it every week. Okay. (laughs) We also have Reptilian Shapeshifter come in and say, what show is this? And this is on our video of best school uniforms in anime. And if you don't remember, this is the the Akashic Records of Bastard Magic Instructor. (laughs) Is that the one where they have like the garter belts and stuff? Oh my god, it's like, it's like pure eroticist it's like you couldn't draw something that's more unless you were just like completely naked or in a succubus female outfit like there's there's nothing that you could do that's like more erotic than that can you imagine like if you had to go to school all the dudes are in like normal outfits imagine the poor teachers too (laughs) yeah exactly and this guy is like a delinquent himself he's he's the teacher and he's just coming in because he was such a crazy assassin or something, a, a mage killer, that they wanted to bring him in to teach defense against the dark arts. You know, I didn't even think about this when we were doing show notes, but that would have been a fantastic uh, one to say. And the magic girls, because I think they're magic. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realize that, like that, that show's never on my record until somebody brings up like, you know, their uniforms. That's like almost literally the only thing I know about it. And we also had another comment today. I was just going through the grocery store the other day and somebody came up to me and they're like, oh my God, are you? Oh my God, I can't believe this. Are you Aiden from the flight plan? And I was like, young lad, yes. Yes, I am. It's like, what can I do for you this fine day? Oh oh my God, Aiden, I'm just, I'm so nervous. I don't know what to say. And I was like, oh. Don't, don't don't worry, young lad. Some someday you too will will garner such praise from all internets. The internet accolades that you will achieve in life, I'm sure you will make your parents proud. And he was tearing up. His his mom was tearing up. She's like, he's so happy. You've made his day. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll do what I can. I signed uh, I signed their ham, and then <laughs> I uh, let them go through the. Uh, I went through the self checkout, and they went to the uh the 15 items or less thing because they were just buying some ham you did the autistic thing where, where you can't you can't talk to a human so you have to do the robot yeah you know honestly i actually like going to the normal cashiers a little bit better because then they bag it all they weigh it if i have vegetables that i have to like punch in a code and weigh nah i'm gonna let them do it i'm not gonna mess around with that that's for pay the same amount to do their job nah and then it also depends on who the cashier is like if there's a big line i'll go to the self-checkout but if there's not a big line of people just and, and there's only maybe one other person in line i'll go stand in line i'll go chat up the uh the baggers and the sure. cashiers just there you know they, 
they like to have human connections as well, even though if it's in the la the latter part of their shift, they might be tired from them. But, you know, I think I'm charming enough. And they're like, oh, my God, are you Aiden from the flight plan? And I was like, yes, yes, I am. Thank you for bagging my groceries. And they're like, how's Tom doing? And I was like, oh, Tom's doing great. You know Tom. And she's like, oh, classic Tom. And that bagger, Albert Einstein. And the entire grocery store clapped. <laughs> I believe it. Every word of it, I believe it. Uh, but but since we're off topic, I do want to throw in my two cents about the, uh, the baggers. The main reason, the main appeal, I think, of the robot checkouts, the self-checkouts, is that if you're buying nothing but absolute trash and garbage, you don't have to have another human silently judge you as they scan all of your ingre or all, all of your food purchases. I used to think like that. There are so many people that go that go through the normal self checkout line with just pure garbage. Like, and I'm like, how do you how do you do that with a straight face? Yeah, but they get judged. Yeah, I know, but they they seem happy enough that they don't, maybe they're depressed enough that they don't care what the. No, no, no. So, see, some people have no shame. I think that's what it is. And I am uh, shame incarnate. Like I am pure shame. So I, I definitely can't pull a maneuver like that. It's shameful just looking at you. Some might say, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of being shamed, uh, I, I'm guessing that's it for the comments. So I'm, I'm going to segue to my top of the show thing. This is a Sudoku. Are you going to promote no. your shame? No, I, I'm. I'm saying that you shamed me last episode. This is a, a direct attack, <laughs> a shot across the bow. I think, as it were. Uh, I'm starting a new hashtag campaign. Hashtag Don't Silence Tom. Because last week, my audio level was really quiet compared to yours. And I felt like <laughs> I had to raise the volume whenever I was speaking and lower it whenever you were speaking. And I think that that's an that's a intentional slight against me. It's a persuasion. I'm I'm a trained hypnotist, so I'm, I'm hypnotizing the passengers into come over to hashtag Team Aiden. Right, yeah. Well, that's why I'm starting hashtag Don't Silence Tom. See, that's it's not like it needs to be a, just a couple syllables. That's like don't silence Tom. It's like four hashtag, syllables. That's a long one. Hashtag kill Aiden. Oh no! <laughs> You're gonna get us uh, shut down from uh, Tumblr and all those other sites. No, no. Uh, hashtag peacefully kill. Um, peacefully sunset. Friend, friendlyly kill. In Minecraft with due process. Of course, in Second Life even. Uh, so I think that's it for my top of the show stuff. I don't know about you. Speaking of second life, if I have to, had to live a second life, I might want to do it Nice. as in a wizarding school and some type of thing. Now we're going to just grab life by the horns, grab the bull by the horns and just kind of ad lib some things because I didn't prepare for this specific one, but we brought it up before. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a taste of Akashic records because I don't know if you've read okay. it. I know we talked about it a little bit. And we'll just kind of start off on uh, on not the opposite of a strong foot. We're going to start off on the weakest <laughs> part. I don't know if that's the best idea. I, I feel like <laughs> you should save the weakest for like, not the end, because you want, you want something good at the end, but maybe like the middle. The middle? Well, you know, that's what they do. If, if you remind me uh, to talk about the middle being the weakest, that will completely go into another topic that, that we have. It's, it's absolutely fantastic on our, on our second thing. I have no idea what you're talking about. What, what you're to what you are alluding, if you will. Uh, well, it's a secret. You got to watch the whole episode. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I will. 
So Akashic <laughs> Records is basically this. Uh, this prim and proper girl, lady, young lady. She's probably, she looks like she's 20 in the anime. So she's probably 13 or 14, realistically. She, they're wearing the outfits that are just pure embodiment of lust. Right. She's going into the school and then she runs into this, not homeless looking guy, but like he's uncoofed. He's, his shirt's untucked. He's like doing all that stuff. Anyway, they run in together. They have the, um, stereotypical Japanese, like misunderstandings. Like I think he pushes her accidentally into a water fountain and like stares at her chest or something. I can't really remember. It's been a little while. Of course. Yeah. But basically it's that. This is the teacher? Yeah, he, do, he does like a sexual thing. Maybe he flirts with her just a little bit. Things like that. She gets perturbed. She's like, well, I'm just glad that I will never have to see him again. And wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know? He's their teacher. He's their homeroom teacher. Uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts, because this is a magic school. And he is... Have you seen this show? Have you watched this? Or read it? Well, I've I've read probably the first season. Oh, wow. In, in manga form. And so... His past adventures, he's like one of the country's top mage killers or wizard assassins or something like that. Evil mage killers. That is to say, killer of evil mages, not a mage killer who is evil. Well, yeah, yeah. So James Pond. Yeah, he's like a James Bond mixed with, uh, I don't know. You remember that? <laughs> that game? It was like a James Bond ripoff, but he was a fish. No, that sounds fun. It looked like a cheap like platformer, like a uh, back when like mascot platformers are almost popular still like they, they were already dead but then james pond came out <laughs> anyway so this teacher um in the first little mini arc the first couple episodes you also find out that the uh Tsundere girl her friend i think is like a royal princess or maybe she was the princess i'm not entirely sure the teacher picks on her and makes fun of her, like uh, negging her and like teasing her. And, you know, you got they got all the tension of the will they won't they. But they can't because he's the teacher and, you know, he's... What, the, uh, what, what I want to know, uh, just going back to this princess thing, has there ever in history been a graduating class from any single Japanese school that has not included at least one royal person? No. Because it, it seems way too common. Well... The, the Japanese culture is very intricate and very intellectual, whereas there are so many uh, royal bloodlines there that the odds of finding one... If you hit somebody with a truck in Japan, odds are they're going to get isekai'd. If, if you pick up a cat... As royalty. Yeah. If you pick up a cat on the side of the road, uh, odds that it will turn into a cat girl when you bathe it and feed it overnight, pretty high. Is this only Japanese cats? Yes, unfortunately. It only works. See, Japan is built on a ley line, which is where the dimensions, the anime dimension actually seeps through. What happened is in nice. World War II, when we dropped those two bombs, it like shook a hole in the fabric of space time and allowed the anime dimension to seep in, poisoning the minds of the Japanese, completely destroying their human forms, but allowing their mind to just bloom into what we now know as an otaku. That would be a cool anime. Wouldn't it? Where it's like the, the nukes actually like open. Opened a rift to the anime dimension. I, and they and I just to, made that up. Somebody give me the. Sh the yeah. I'll be the showrunner. Let's let's do this. Yep. You sound very qualified. Let's kickstart it. Yep. <laughs> Go to kick fund me. Anyway, I just know a little bit more about the Akashic Records. As far as I know, it doesn't have anything to do with the actual Akashic Records, which is like a 
an occult style uh mind palace type thing that you would see in sherlock but it's one that is like well it, it contains all known information or not even known just like all information on anything ever basically right but it's supposed to be in like a mental dimension whereas you can only access it yeah. through deep meditation and unlocking your kundalini chakras yeah and you have to ride your merkaba uh, over to the akashic dimension uh fly the pyramids into the 11th dimension with thoth don't forget to activate your christ consciousness <laughs> exactly Anyway, there's a great scene that most people have probably seen where it's like he, the, he's trying to teach the Sundari girl a lesson and about magic. And he's like, words, words have absolute power, even if they're not magic words. And she's like, no, -uh, I don't believe you. And so he like leans in and comes in close and he, and he looks at her and he's like, from the moment we've met, I've been madly in love with you. And she, she turns all like, you know, bright red and like almost passes out. And he's like, see class, this is what happens. I, I just, I, I destroyed her. I mind broke her with just my words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all which, it takes. Which is actually, it was actually pretty funny. I enjoyed that. And so I, when I was reading the, the manga, I was like, hey, this is fun. I like it. Anyway, uh, bad guys come to kidnap the princess. And I forget if it's her or her friend. Anyway, she gets caught in a room with the, one of the bad guys and he's going to rape her and like this this is that kind of show huh? well the teacher's going to save her he opens the door oh i didn't know you guys were here uh carry on because the dude's like leaning over her like about to rip off her clothes and she because uh, she's always been mean to him so he he plays with her and says oh you know he makes her think that he's just gonna leave her there and she's like no don't leave me ah. and then he and then he beats the magic dude and saves her and then and then that's the point where slowly her sundere turns into more dere and it goes on like that it's basically like that it's fun yeah you know it's it's trash but it's the it's the anime version of trash i feel like you skipped over the part that i was waiting for which is like how is this a magic school how is it related to the topic at hand he teaches magics okay <laughs> well they're like they're it's like a magic school they're teaching them they're learning how to do fireballs or do some conjurers it's not like a harry potter it's more like a uh it's like the magic is incidental it sounds like it's it yes for the most part it's a fantasy it's a fantasy thing but it also takes place in like modern day so it's like they have magic cell phones yeah they're at normal desks and things like that it kind of reminds me of uh index where there's kind of magic in index but there's also science as well well they're two competing schools is my understanding the only thing i know about index is that i watched a video from a youtube guy gigguk i believe is his name oh yeah yeah and, and he did a like a video explaining how he got into it and kind of what the world is and that's all i know about it but it sounds cool i got into it because sparky railgun girl it's really cute it's my type that's a good reason. And, and she's another student Derek. Yeah. And so basically, I read the first couple, ch uh, not chapters, uh, volumes of that. But then it just, it got so boring. And I don't care about the, uh, I wanted the rom-com. I didn't want like all the fighting and plot and garbage. So. Uh, See, that's the good stuff. That's what I would want. Yeah. As soon as it went into that shonen stuff, I wasn't paying attention anymore. But what I did do is I, I've frequently sat down and watched our compilations of uh, the romantic scenes in, in the animes. So that, that somehow sounds really pathetic. Oh, it is. Like, you know, I mean, it's not like exceptionally so, but it's, there's something about it that sticks out in my mind. It's like I, I watch hour long compilations of will they won't they scenes between two anime characters. Well, to be fair, there's probably not an hour's worth of footage. They're normally like anywhere from okay. five to 14 minutes, but I've watched them enough that each one I've probably watched about an hour. Yeah, which is arguably worse. Um, 
Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Not very arguable. I mean, I think it's pretty conclusively worse. I think that would be a great time to transfer from something that's worse to something that's unironically good. And uh, All right, so the, the best, I already know what it's going to be. And this isn't it. With the best magic girl, dude. Megumin. Dude, think of that. Uh, you know, I didn't even think about talking about Konosuba. <laughs> no, we, we, we've talked about Konosuba. Because it's, it's not a magic school. Well, no, but she's a witch. Yeah, but I feel like that's more high fantasy. I feel yeah, like the yeah. focus now, the focus is this, is like magic schools and like school life with like magic and traditional magic like witches. Brings us to uh, one that's very popular. We're talking about Little Witch Planet by Tamagoro, which is a heart-touching coming-of-age adventure story of Rina and Yuka-chan as they attend class to become the world's best witch. But what's so fascinating about this manga is the world-building. Tamagoro really paints the world in a way you wish you were right there in the action. What are you doing right now? I'm very confused. <laughs> what is Little Witch Planet? I've never heard of this. Is this a, is this a meme? My bad. I got I got one of the letters mixed up. I was reading the wrong manga. Here here we go. My Little Witch Academia, which is a story about. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> no, it's funny. It's funny. It's, okay. There's a there's a there's a manga called Little Bitch Planet. Oh, okay. See, I I've never even heard of that. It's a deep cut for those of our friends who are probably going to be visited by Chris Hansen at some mm. point. I mean, it sounds like it would have been a really good joke had I got it, but... Well, the just, passengers got it, and that's the important part. I bet. It flew right over my head, like, in a <laughs> separate plane. I don't know. I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm stretching that metaphor. So, we're talking about Little Witch Academia. Boku no Witch Academia is the Japanese. <laughs> Watashi wa. We're talking about Boku no Pico. What do you want to say about Little Witch Academia? It's cool. AKA, if Harry Potter were an anime and awesome. And they were all little girls, like all cute little girls. This is what they would be. That, that's implied in the part where I said <laughs> and awesome. Oh, and the anime part. Both of those imply that. <laughs> oh, well, it's, if, if you don't know what it is, you probably know what it is. It came out in like 2000, I want to say nine. That's when the, the OVA, right? Yeah, it was 27 minutes of like a complete story. It was just supposed to be a one-off. It's said that there's a school where witches learn magic. It's called Luna Nova. Uh, Akko was enticed by the magical performances of the great witch Shiny Chariot to become a witch herself. And she's only a half-blood. Can a girl with no magical skills become a true witch? So basically, she's at Disney World and sees this performing witch come in with all these fanfares and like magic explosions. And she's like, oh my god, that's it. I want to be that. Which... You know, to be fair, we would all want, if magic were possible, yeah, we all want to do that. Let's let's, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I, I mean, well, everyone always says that, but I think realistically, I'm so lazy, I probably wouldn't. We'd probably have a podcast about doing magic and not actually do it ourselves. Uh, I don't like that implication there. Um, <laughs> true, or as true as it might be, uh, I feel like it's very uncharitable, unshiny charitable, if you will. <laughs> I get it. That's a pun. So I, I watched this. Uh, you can actually find this on YouTube. You can find the full thing there. Yeah. Really? It was absolutely great. Oh, so shoot. I just watched it because I wanted to get uh, briefed for this episode. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a great little time. The animation is fantastic. Akko, or should I say, Aho, because she's, she's an Aho girl. She's a little Ponketsu type deal that in the end actually does become, you know, a little witch herself. She truly, she was the little witch academia the whole time. <laughs>
I I actually haven't seen the OVA. I've seen the whole season like of the anime, but I haven't seen the original OVA. What we you, when you say at the end she becomes like magic or whatever? How does that manifest itself in the show? So it's basically the same way what happens in. You know, I can't, I can't, I watched a few episodes of the actual anime last night as well, but they kind of blurred together. So at the end, she is able to use uh, Chariot's staff to fly. The shiny rod. Yeah, the shiny rod. Instead of, yeah, instead of flying on a normal broom, because she can't fly very well on a normal broom. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Um, she defeats it, a dragon and saves the ice crystal and everybody wins. Yeah, and the... uh this is kind of spoilers for the anime, but she never really learns how to do like any magic reliably until maybe the very end last like post credit scene where it's implied that she can finally do like something kind of cool. She spends like most of the whole show Punketsu. Uh, only able to do like one or two spells and poorly at that. She is the truly the Aho. She's but a cute little cute little girl. She's got the great disposition about it. She's like, yeah. you know, I don't want to be no normal which, especially since... Normie, no filthy normie. Yes, normies re-get out of my academia. She wants to be the best. But she is the normie. Yeah, I guess that is true. Yeah, she's the normie. She's a self-hating normie. In comparison. Well, when, when you're surrounded by uh, uh, fedora-tipping mages, the normie is the outsider. Yeah. yeah. Think about that. Really activates your almonds. I don't know about... How, how much in-depth the show went into the other characters, but pretty much they're all garbage. I would say Akko's like 11 out of 10, and everyone else is like a 1 out of 10, so it kind of balances out to be a decent cast overall. So you've got like this uh, reverse trap girl. Who's that? Who is kind of like the bookworm. Oh, like she's the mushroom, mushroom one, Sushi, or Susie, or whatever? <laughs> Susie, yeah, Su- Suki. It's like S-U-C-C-I. Yeah, sucky. <laughs> give, me, give me that sucky. Give me the suck. <laughs> give me the suck. And then he's like, well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> she can give me the sucky, but not really. Yeah, give me the... <laughs> if you, he, and then he said, if you let me know what that means, I can try and help you out. Give me the suck. <laughs> uh, back when I was a human. I mean, I still am a human. <laughs> Good old Zuckerberg. Mr. Mark Robot Zuckerberg. <laughs> I I still am, yeah. I mean, <laughs> anyway, uh, she's an okay character. She's just kind of a bookworm. She's you know standard. The, there's another girl. There's the like an alchemist, like a potions master, and she likes all the the poison potions and and she's kind of like ecstasy, aka darks. Uh, Wait, that's that's Susie. No, I, I, maybe they have a slightly different cast in the OVA. You're talking where she looks like she crawled out of some kind of like um. <laughs> what's, what's that one show called with the thing Suki Suki is the potions master and she's she's from the Philippines so she's she's Pinoy she's strongest race what yeah no she specializes in brewing potions with various bizarre effects and of course she uses Akko as the test subject and helps her gather poisonous things and all things like that and she'll th- yeah she'll throw Akko in particular in front of like a hazard while she to distract the dragon while she goes and plucks a feather and gets the stuff for the potions. Uh, they're kind of like rivals. And, and yeah. the only really thing I know about Saki and Aho is that they're they're the two stars of most of the Yuri Fuda dojins. Interesting. 
<laughs> well, she at least in the show, she's obsessed with mushrooms, so I could see the correlation there. Oh, you know, you know, I didn't since before I watched the show, I didn't get that, but you know, now that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> now you do. Now, now your experience has become enriched. You are welcome. It, you know, it's like when you learn something new, sometimes it retroactively changes your past. Yes. Yeah. That's what happened here. I feel like yeah, everything's excellent. clicking into place. I feel like at the end of a movie where somebody just revealed to me the twist, like I've been dead the whole time and I'm the ghost. Well, I mean, you've been dead inside if that counts, but that's not much of a twist. Very true. But the uh, reverse trap that I was talking about is named uh, uh, Loli or Lote. Lo- 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 I can't pronounce her. She's not a reverse trap. I mean, she's pretty girlish looking. That's a reverse trap. She's got like, she's like a tomboy. Yeah, but she wears the skirt. Yeah, okay. But she's got like the boy haircut that's like, and it's not like the normal Japanese bowl cut. Yeah, yeah, true. She reminds me of uh, Chucky from yes. Um, yes. Rugrats. Exactly. Yeah. She's a. Uh, yeah, I don't like her either Chucky. because of that. Yeah. She's kind of the bookworm. Sucky is the uh, mischievous alchemist. In the show, she's into. Uh, in the show, she watches, or rather, she reads like the Twilight equivalent. Yes. In fact, I saw a Digibro uh, video about that, I believe. What was it? Like, what, what was it about? Uh, so basically, I think he was talking about a roundabout video where he was saying what makes good storytelling and how he's drawing parallels between how all the different writings of that twilight equivalent novel and it, well it also takes on different types of novels like a, the warrior series and things like that and all, all different types of cool stuff and then how it, it does narrative through all that you're gonna have to watch digibro yourself for it because i i don't exactly know right well maybe i will what's great about this show the characters are fun you know aho's great Akko's great what I actually really like in... She's better than great, dude. She's like a waifu candidate, I would say. I, I have to watch more to verify that, but... Because she's, she's got the, the shonen spirit. That's what it's all about. You mean the, the masculine spirit? Are you, no, 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 no. You're saying you like, dude, no, I'm, I'm trolling you. No, no, no. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You know, she, she wants to get good and will stop at nothing to get good. Well, that is a very masculine trait, but... I guess it is. But it manifests it in a not masculine. Yeah, exactly. In a cute way. But what's so cool about this? This is what really makes a good anime or a good movie to me, a good story, is the world building. And yeah, it gives you just enough to know like, wow, that is really interesting piece of little tidbit. I want to see what what their world's twist on everything is. So like they have brooms that you can fly on normally. But get this, they pulled out like a, a handheld broom and it looks like a little flashlight that they hold upright and they can like lower themselves in on that. Like they're just holding like a little flashlight and, and it's like, yeah, and they're floating. So it's like a little parachute that they use. Imagine yeah. like you're taking an umbrella in a cartoon and you're using that to float down. That's kind of what they were doing with these portable brooms. It was so cool. I don't remember this from the show at all. So it, it was kind of like they don't fly them, but like it's like a glider for for when you need to descend or something. You know, like if you hold up your phone to take a selfie. Sure. Like forward yeah. and in the mirror. It's kind of like that position where you're like or you're holding a soda can or something and you're like it was it's hard to describe. But that's what was so cool about it. I'd never seen that interpretation on like a portable broom to like lower yourself down like a ditch before. I was like, wow, OK. It's almost like a tech thing. It almost because it glows a little bit. So I was like, wow, they have like really cool gadgets here. They have alchemy. They have like gadgeteering. 
they they get deep into that um in the second half of the show to where like one character brings in like science and like she has like magic augmented by science or vice versa and it's like ah. really cool tech and stuff instead of a broom dude this is hilarious like once i figured it out which took me you know a minute or two longer than it should have but she flies around on a Roomba. Oh my God. See, see, that's the type of charm. This is a great, this is an absolutely fantastic anime. Yeah. It's so, it's quirky in a good way. It's got tons of character. And I, I really like um, the exaggerated motions and like faces and stuff that like they do. Like, cause this is, this is Trigger, right? Um, the dudes who did. Uh, yes. Yes. Like Gurren Lagann and. Everything um, great. What's the one with the scissors and the nakedness? Uh, kill a kill they also did gunbuster diebuster i'm pretty sure but yeah i mean to me they're known for their exaggerated like well cool explosions and stuff but also like all the cool animations with all the different character poses and such oh you know i, I don't think they did gunbuster diebuster so no yeah i don't even know what that is oh well you know what they did do they did darling in the in the franks oh yeah they did yeah i haven't seen that though because it's garbage it's basically like <laughs> cuckolding the anime. Is it really? Uh, it's like teenage romance cucking. Like it's really, really weird. I was, I didn't, I didn't want to get into that. I don't need to stir up any weird feelings. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not into that. No, although the main character in Frank's is looks good. She looks cute. Well, no, here's the thing with that because I, I did try to watch it when it came out because I thought, oh, this looks like it could be high budget or whatever, and I, I think I watched maybe the full first episode but i could already tell the dynamic is something that i don't want to enjoy or and that i can't enjoy so because she's like more dominant well not just more dominant but like he's a super beta boy and she's like completely dominant and it's like you know that's that's not a fantasy that i want to experience you know it's a very popular fantasy especially in japan it's almost like a wish fulfillment so this is how i kind of think of it why wouldn't you want like and you kind of said this too with uh when we had the magical girls episode like a, a magical girl that has a lot of this is the magical girls episode you kind of said this too in the in the monster girl episode where you wanted a magical type <laughs> i don't know why you're laughing i'm gonna edit that out but <laughs> well you can't you can't <laughs> i don't think you should i think you should leave it if you yourself aren't special you can be special vicariously through having a like magical girlfriend or a powerful girlfriend or something like that. And, and you don't have to be special or charismatic sure. to go on an adventure because you're defaulting. You're basically taking the, the female mindset of passiveness and letting your girlfriend be the man in the relationship carry yeah. you through an adventure. And that's a super popular thing in Japan. Of course, with all the... the the herbivores as they're called and i get it like completely it's just i don't want to encourage that and i i don't want to i wouldn't want anyone to watch that and then have that feeling there's also this side to it as well a beta mc makes even beta people in real life feel a little bit a little bit better because they're like you know even i wouldn't be that gay about it right yeah like imagine if you were to self-insert as the other dude and uh franks is coming on to you and 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 he's like oh i don't like you know girls are icky and you're like nah like if i was him i'd be no nah, girls are girls aren't icky <laughs> i'd be doing whatever to her so it's kind of like a, you can insert that way you don't have to even live up to the mc character i don't know this is it's a interesting philosophical freudian debate i hear your defenses right now and to me it sounds like somebody defending ntr by saying 
just insert as the bull. That doesn't make any sense. Everybody knows in, in every doujin you insert as the woman. Okay, well, <laughs> that's a similarly bad argument. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm joking. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm sure you are. It, yeah, yeah, I'm it, sure. Sounded like a joke, so, you know. Everybody inserts as the little girl. Of course, yeah. That's, that's normal. Well, uh, well, should we get back to the little girls and... Uh, I have a question about the OVA, uh, again, with the cast. Did they have the blonde girl, whose name I can't remember right now? Uh, the, like the Cynthia one? Oh, yeah. She's, like, super talented and stuff. Oh, it's uh, Diana, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yes, they did have her. All right, yeah. Well, you hadn't mentioned her, so I was curious, because, like, she's a pretty big rival role in the show. Yeah, she's like the Gary to Akko's Ash. Yes, perfect, perfect. Akko wants to be a wizard or a witch because she saw a yeah. famous performer but in the real magical world she, the performers looked down on because she's not doing you know real magic or things like that i thought that was a really cool twist too yeah Akko's always defending shiny chariot because she saw her as a little girl and diana's always making fun of her for it but here's the big twist uh, so spoilers, whatever. Diana also likes Chariot, but she just doesn't like to admit it. Yeah, and the, in the show that took the form of, or, or like one of the supporting evidences or whatever it was, uh, she collected her trading card and like kind of carried it around with her, or or kept it somewhere safe. I don't remember. And you know something else, kind of going back to like the world building thing, something that I bet wasn't at all covered in the OVA was. The character Andrew. Uh, Was he in there? I don't think so. If he is, I can't remember. So I'm going back off memory because, you know, I I didn't have the time to like rewatch the show or anything. Um, But I'm pretty sure he's like basically like the heir apparent to like a rich family. And this family is actually like one of the main funders of the Luna Nova Academy. So it's like. He's a pretty boy. He he is infrequently. Yeah, yeah. And like he'll take tours with his dad or whatever like if his dad is there like trying to get them to cough up money because um as a a school they are hemorrhaging cash and (laughs) they're going out of business basically so it's like yeah you would think a magic school though would have more yeah they have alchemy make some gold they have dragons and stuff like come on well one of the things is that um with the increase of technology just in the outside world magic became less and less useful that's the in canon like explanation obviously you know magic could do a whole lot more but i guess they had to add in some drama and in fact um there was a dragon that they met one time and instead of hoarding like tons and tons of gold he's like a bitcoin millionaire (laughs) or whatever basically (laughs) he has like a huge like setup with all these different screens i can't wait to watch more of this (laughs) yeah it's like yeah, you should. It's just nice little takes on that. Anyway, um, so the Andrew character is basically like um, kind of the love triangle type dude. Um, I don't even remember how much of it is a triangle, but he crushes on Akko, I think. Oh, but she doesn't like him? And she, she actually might. I really don't remember anymore now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> But I feel like Diana's involved somehow, too. I don't know. You'll have to watch the show. See, this is all... I really do remember it all. I just don't want to spoil it. All right. Good Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> That's what we'll say. <laughs> but he, he goes to, like, some academy or something that, like, doesn't allow witches, I think. 
Um, it's it's uh, gender segregated. It might be because I think it's mostly dudes there that they show. Because um, there's only girls at this witch academy. I mean, witch academy. It's a witch. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. It's in the name. But yeah, I think his might be like for only pretty rich boys only. His school. They're all private schools. But I, I like the dynamic where it's like witches are looked down upon by like this rich elite class. So it's like, I don't know, like at one point, Akko sneaks in for some stupid plot contrivance. Uh, you know, she has to like not get caught. But I think, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't remember the story. There's like fights and stuff. Whatever. It's good. It's good. You'll have to watch it. And then you'll know what I'm talking about. Because I don't know what I'm talking about. Like we talked about it, it started with like a full-on OVA. Well, they call it like anime film because it, it. I think OVA you have to be like also part of a mega series or something like oh, a full maybe, anime. Yeah. So this is like a full standalone film that was like 2013, I believe. So uh, is almost, this what an OVA is? To hmm. answer the question from like months ago, hmm. <laughs> original Netflix adaptation. I don't know. Ah, yes, but. That that leans into what else I'm saying. It, it's also a manga, yeah. Uh, but it also is the anime TV series, which you can find on Netflix. You can do Netflix slash BG for you. No, I'm just yeah. I'm I don't think there, so. But yeah. But try it anyway. It might work. <laughs> and then I think there are two different actual movies, or maybe just one movie. It's like a 60 minute movie. So really, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a real movie. I think that's just like a, a special. It's called. Well, uh, hey, even then. Yeah. So okay, I was wrong. There's only one movie, and it's about 50 minutes long. It's called the Little Witch Academia: The Enchanted Parade. Parade, and I haven't seen that. But a quick question then, because that might have been years and years ago. I watched the, like the beginning part of what I thought was the 30 minute OVA. How did that one start? Because the one that I watched, they were like the main cast, and they were in school already. Yes. They were planning like a party or something. If they were planning a party, that's probably the Enchanted Parade. Interesting. So even back then, what I thought I was watching wasn't what I was watching. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Uh. <laughs> now, now I was talking about things going back in the past, changing your entire reality. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. A truly a magical phenomenon. There's also apparently a video game. It's called uh, Little Witch Academia Chamber of Time. That's like the Chamber of Secrets. Is it like a light novel? Uh, I'm not entirely or sure. I mean a visual it's on, novel? It's on PS4. The animation kind of reminds me of... It's not Melty Blood. What is it? Uh, Skullgirls. I could see like these characters being in like a Skullgirls, Skullgirls thing. Oh yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, they, they have kind of similar-ish character designs somehow. I, I can't articulate why. So the PS4 game is a side-scrolling action game. Oh, uh, skip. It's a 3D adventure style, exploration of the school, and a 2.5D action mode involving magical labyrinth with all three characters. How do you have a 2.5D labyrinth? That's the thing that you want to be 3D. No, it means like the character models and stuff are all 3D. No, I know, but not... then it's a 2D side-scroller labyrinth. That sounds like terrible. That's a Metroid, maybe. Have you ever... Oh, okay, I guess that could work, actually. 
I was like um, some of the most famous game series ever, like Metroidvania, yeah, like yeah, <laughs> most beloved <laughs> franchises. I was thinking, uh, you probably have never heard of or seen this game. It's an RPG maker game called Lisa. Yes. And, um, okay, that's what I pictured. You're familiar with how that works, where it's like it's like a side scroller world, but it's still grid based RPG movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. That's kind of what I was picturing, and that sounded terrible. You know what I want? I kind of want like a, uh, uh, what's the Pokemon Pokemon Dungeon? Oh, Mystery Dungeon. That's it's not a Pokemon series. It's Mystery Dungeon's like a huge, long running series. I played the Etrian Odyssey Mystery Dungeon. That was pretty good. Oh man, I hate them. I can't let, get. Let into me rephrase it. it. It was okay. It was it was okay for what I paid for it. Well, both Mystery Dungeon and Etrian Odyssey are, are series that I just can't get into they're they're too much for me you know when i i first marathoned uh what oh my oh my god it, it's a what hole is it a hole yeah big hole labyrinth made an abyss yeah when i first marathon made an abyss like i wanted so badly to play a video game version of it so people were recommending etrian odyssey so i was like oh yeah it's like dungeon crawl oh yeah that? Uh, it's not nearly as exciting as talk about world building is made in abyss is just freaking amazing uh i wish there was more like that i think i'm I'm playing something like it um we just started a second D campaign me and the guys and it sounds or it feels like so much like made in abyss like you go down a hole and then there's like huge worlds and stuff down there almost maybe even societies we've only gotten to the first level so i don't know okay next minecraft i'm telling you just make a made in abyss game it, not like a, it can be voxel based but not like crafting and things like that it can have crafting and digging and things like that but but yeah but like somehow encapsulate the feeling of you can't go back up without suffering damage and the deeper you go the more dangerous it gets and you have to like pool resources and survive it's almost like a roguelike where you have to survive off the land oh man I, i'm i would be really excited about that and then like you said there's cities and stuff down there oh so cool yeah now i want to play that shoot too bad it doesn't exist that's what you can make we can start the big guy for you uh, game dev studios yeah I'll, I'll launch the kickstarter tonight and then we can have the quarter million dollar funding maybe by next week yeah i can't even find the time to scan late let alone make a video game not to mention the, the talent required all right well we, we've gone pretty deep into this abyss of uh tangents so let me kind of climb our way back up with a quick little 30 second one you know i've been watching those Rompas. this been watching somebody stream through the games i've made it to the third game now and one of the characters is the ultimate magician we know the ultimate mage but technically the ultimate magician and uh what's the difference well she calls herself a mage meaning implying like magic and stuff but i think the real title is magician implying like um like it's not magic it's illusions michael like that Uh. kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) that kind of magic no, I'm the first uh, analy- uh, analysis and a therapist yeah. and a rapist. <laughs> uh, what what about uh, it's like what was it in, in like one of the newer seasons where he, he hands the card to someone and she's like, oh, a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
<laughs> and then he's like, yeah, like the one person to get it is like, yeah, yeah. like oh yes thank you <laughs> and then what was the license plate because he said something like how would you read the license plate something it like, something <laughs> it was like uh a hole or something or like it was like star butthole it was something pretty flamboyantly well, gay. yeah it was like, everybody was honking his horn all the gay guys were honking his horn at him and things <laughs> like that yeah anyway uh uh-oh, we, we've, we've veered out of my, my tangent defense topic, but I'll go back to it. Uh, so far, she's best girl. That's all I had to say. Uh, and I'm, I'm really upset that the streamer I'm watching, he says she's worst girl. And it's oh. like, dude, I've, I've been kind of in tune with your taste for the first two games. I don't know how you could do this. Like, how could you be so wrong? Like, how could you be right twice and then wrong the third time? It's very confusing. She's kind of got that uh, not punketsu, but uh, chuni. She's a little bit chuni, yeah. That's that's half yeah. of the appeal. Well, I think our passengers agree. We've all kind of got the same taste here. <laughs> anyway, uh, hopefully now we have a better topic to uh, tangent back into. So what kind of made me think of this topic is I recently wa- watched a, uh, a normie movie, or should I say a cat lady movie, I watched the new Harry Potter that came out. It's like Fantastic Beasts and number two Electric Boogaloo type deal. Right. So everybody probably knows what Harry Potter is. Not yeah. not everybody knows what the new prequels are. It's like Fantastic Beasts. It follows somebody else. Yeah, so I'll give you a little rundown. It follows somebody else in the magical world of right before the World Wars. It's like 19, I think it's 1920. So we're coming up on the Second World War, I think. Is that right? Um, <laughs> I think the first world war was what fifteen to nineteen. Does that sound right? Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. They only teach you World War Two in school. Yeah, they well, teach it a I wonder lot. why. And uh, that one was forty-two to forty-five. At least, at least for the American. My favorite class was Holocaust class. It's definitely pre-World War Two. Anyway, it it takes place. Yeah, it takes place right before World War Two, and. It follows like a, uh, it's kind of not an outcast, not a vagabond, but he's kind of like a guy who like plays by his own rules. He's like, he's outgoing. He's charismatic and it follows a little ginger kid comes over to New York and accidentally his magical beasts fall out of his briefcase and they cause a a ruckus and he has to go. What are magical beasts? Like, um, like the owls and rats. So like, um, he's a tiny dragon. Well, it falls out of his briefcase? What? Yeah, and like some dragons and things that turn invisible. And he's got oh, okay. one. No, it's a big dragon. So it's a magic briefcase. So they can come in and out. He also has a giant like rhinoceros thing that like escapes and tramples around. It's funny. He's also got a, uh, and I'm not making this up. It's a little tiny mole with a big little oh. snout. And it ha- it it escapes to steal gold and valuables out of people's pockets and it just loves gold and it steals it and it hoards it and it buries it and it opens trust funds and it commits usury and all sorts of things and so he keeps that with uh, him sounds like the goblins like, uh, what was green black bank or whatever uh greenstein black banks yes mm. But this little mole just loves gold and things like that, and he escapes. And he's a cute little guy, uh, unlike anything that he might resemble in real life. But anyway, they escape, and then in the end, he there's a uh, 
basically a, a wizard nationalist who's the bad guy, who's the new Voldemort, because J.K. Rowling doesn't really know how to write anything pretty well. Well, he, he would be the old Voldemort because he predates. Yeah, well, to us, he's the new stuff. He's tired of like living in secret from all the all the muggles and things like that. So he's like all the normies. Yeah, he doesn't want to live around normies. So he's like, you know, us wizards, you know, we can just live our own stuff. We don't have to deal with all the normies. And people don't like that. The the government, the wizard government doesn't like that and all things like that. So anyway, the first movie of that was pretty decent. It had some things in there where I was like, uh, but overall, what's great about that movie? What's great about the other Harry Potters and is the exact same thing that we were talking about with Aho Girl and the Little Witch <laughs> Academia is just the fact that, you know, I'm doing that on purpose. I'm oh, oh, I bet. Yeah. No, I know it. Standard now. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the world building and the world building is so cool because you'll see that little thing with the floating uh, portable broom that lowers them down and you're like wow yeah. what an interesting world they have intricate things they don't handhold you things they don't sit down and explain it now this is a portable broom they sh they explain it by showing you and they explain uh by showing you just a magical bureaucratic world of wizardry which is actually pretty interesting and just how things work like uh, how his briefcase works how like the magic spells and the rules of the world are always very fascinating so I had a good time. I just recently watched the first one. I legally uh, procured a DVD and watched that, and I thought that was pretty good. Oh, what? A, a DVD? I've never heard of such a thing. I'm just, I'm memeing anyway. Anytime I say legally is meme anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm memeing too, so there you go. You've been counter-memed. Anyway, so I saw that a couple weeks ago, and I was like, hey, the new one's coming out. And uh, I was like, wait, it already came out, but I haven't heard anything about it. Nice. And I'm like, well, so why? <laughs> Lo and behold. Because you didn't listen to the flight plan episode about Magic School Girl. Exactly. Days, duh. Uh, apparently, the new one is garbage, and I watched it last night. Complete trash. I, I wanted an excuse to rant about this to somebody. So the movie sucks in, in a really bad way. There's a myriad yeah, there's a myriad of problems with the movie. They, they retcon basically the entire ending of the first Fantastic Beasts, and they even retcon things in the uh, the original mainline Harry Potter. Wait a second. Didn't you say that this was one book turned into five movies? How do you yes. retcon something from the last movie? It's, it's all in the same book. Because J.K. Rowling is a hack. She's a hack. Well, she's, she's not doing the movies. Yes. Yes, she is. Oh. Yeah, so she's like the screenwriter and like, not the director, but she, she took a heavier lead in these than she did her last ones. Well, I, I just don't get that. How do you retcon your own previous chapter, basically? I don't understand. I don't know. Like, the fans don't know. They don't understand. They're devastated. I was watching some videos on YouTube about this. People are devastated. They're, like, crying because the movie, like, Harry Potter fanatics are like, oh, that was just so bad. Like, and then it's like, apparently. And Star Wars fans are just, like, looking, oh, you sweet children. You know nothing yet. Yeah, it's the, the horror that's about to come. In fact, they even, there was a huge outcry because... In the theaters, one of the things was, don't be a Hufflepuff, turn your phone off during the movie theater, like a commercial. <laughs> Although, and, and like, apparently the Hufflepuff crowd is like really legit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, they got really upset. Like there was a big outcry. They're like, you're, 
you're calling like one fourth of your uh, houses like yeah. like retarded, like completely bad. So the power level BS in this is completely ridiculous. Like Voldemort was like mm-hmm. super powered before. Harry Potter didn't have like he was still amazing, but he wasn't like god level Master Chief killing the Covenant in like one one flick of the wrist. Dumbledore's in this and Grindelwald, which is the main bad guy, are destroying cities. Like with just a flick of the wand. And it's like it doesn't make any sense. And there's no real plot to this movie. It's just exposition. They introduce 20 different characters, but there's no main story in the middle. So it's like they want you to all be like emotionally weighted to like 20 different characters that they don't introduce at all. Some of the main characters in the movie have like three scenes. We're expecting, and then they die, and then it's like you're supposed to feel like tragic loss from them. It's like I don't even know this person's name. They introduce somebody in in the towards the end of the movie, and then they do an exposition dump to explain their entire history. So you're supposed to care about them, and then they die, and then it's like it was they play all the sad music, like oh my god, it's like I don't even know who this is. It's like a womp womp, (laughs) exactly. It, it takes place in Paris. The last one took place in New York. This one's in Paris. There's no French people. There are no French people. That's in anachronistic. France. Like, and I'm not even memeing to say that they're all Muslims. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even. I'm not even memeing to say that. But like, they're all British. They're all like the British police are in France. It doesn't make sense. Where are the French police? Well, I guess this is this is a British fantasy because you know there's always been a rivalry between the two groups. <laughs> it's so this is J.K. Rowling's way of kind of sticking it to the French and saying, "Hey, look, uh, we've taken over you in the 20s." I don't know. <laughs> One of my favorite TV shows is called Yes Minister. It's a British yeah. uh, TV show about government. And one one day the uh, the minister is talking to somebody else. He's like, "We don't know who could be listening," and they're like, "Oh." You mean our enemies like Russia? And he's like, oh, heavens no. I'm talking about our real enemies, the French. <laughs> so it's, it's funny like that. But yeah. back to this magic school. I mean, they, they show the, the magic schools uh, because there's a school in like each continent. Yeah, I, I always liked that too. I love that idea where it's like, because there wouldn't just be one magic school, you know, there would be multiple. Exactly, and they have a little bit of a rivalry too, which is fun. So yeah. we hear a little bit about the American one, but the other ones are like super duper racist. There's one in Brazil that is like a golden pyramid, like out of the Incas. It's shit like that. <laughs> it's super. It's super racist. And then there's the one in Africa, is made out of sand. It's a mud hut. It's a mud hut. No, school. it's not. Yes. Can you believe that? No Dude, way. I, I, I mean, and I can't believe I'm the one saying like it's so blatantly because J.K. Rowling is like a, a super hardcore liberal, so she doesn't understand what she's saying is like racist. But Talk, talking about um, magic schools from all across the world and stuff, I do want to kind of tie this back to some kind of anime-related thing, and this just came to mind. Remember, I, it might have even been last week when I was talking about um, that German names like Mel. Machen, Machen, or whatever, were their books basically magic school girls with the power of books, like the main girl Cinderella, for example. So they're all based on like famous books, and they have like a school per country basically. And then there's like a tournament every so many years between all the different schools. What I really liked is that the American school has like I guess there isn't enough famous folklore and literature from America, 
So, I mean, because we're a relatively young country, you know, and one of them was basically like Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> like, like they, they were taken from like pop culture and stuff. We've got a lot of good ones, yeah. though. Like, we've got... Well, no, I, I, yeah, I know, but like... You know, Johnny Appleseed. Of course, and um, and uh, Johnny Appleseed. George Washington. <laughs> yeah. He's not a book. He was a person. Um, Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I um, feel like Steve Jobs going is going to be like a JoJo stand one day. <laughs> I mean, it's not. He's not a music reference, so probably not. But I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> my stand the was <laughs> yeah the was <laughs> oh okay okay I'll, I'll get back to it now we, we've been too sidetracked but one of the antagonists maybe even the main antagonist the show didn't go long uh, go on long enough for me to find out but one of like the central problems was the american schools wanted to create hybrid books basically i think that's what it was where it's like they're like genetically engineering different books and stuff and using like science because these are all magic books but they're like trying to scientifically like fuse books and i thought that was such a cool idea of like not only do you have different schools but it's like they're different they have their own different like national magics and mindsets yeah. and stuff and like you know different ethics so it's like the movie like the the novel of the last samurai with tom cruise as a samurai in japan <laughs> so yeah. it's like if you combined magic schools yeah maybe i mean i don't even think they ever gave an example the show didn't make it that far before i guess it got canceled oh, that's too bad but yeah well but I, I like the idea of that like making up your own magic story or even combining them well this is kind of this is a cool little segue i'm gonna segue both harry potter into the magic uh little witch academia and even that one where wow someone was explaining that these magic series are fun because there are set rules and it's like that's the world that's like interesting so in like oh, yeah. in like harry potter wands only worked this way like etc and like you had your patronus and things like that and there were laws well i mean it's kind of like you know it's wingardium leviosa not wingardium leviosa <laughs> you know it has rules which yeah which will finish up my rant on harry potter uh because this <laughs> This latest one basically retcons and introduces new mechanics and stuff. So it's like mm. what used to be fun is people figuring out like they knew all the rules. All the rules were the same in the Harry Potter until now. And now they're like changing oh, yeah. meta things. And it's like nobody even uses their wands. Nobody recites spells. Nobody wears robes. They what? just teleport. Yeah. They, what? They teleport? Yeah. They don't even use wands? Yeah, they what? just blow around. They fly around. It's really, it's completely crazy. And I thought it was bad enough in the later movies where they weren't even chanting and they were just like, like flicking the, the wand basically and shooting out lightning, but they didn't even say anything. I thought that was stupid. They changed Newt. The main dude went from an adventurous rebel to basically an autistic person who can't talk to girls. So, I mean, that's a real self-insert. Hey, you know, that's, that's representation and media you know i can appreciate that yeah <laughs> so other than multiple world breaking canon retcons and a completely garbage movie plot everything like that the the, the effects were cool nice don't watch the new harry potter it's completely I'm trash to watch it now. but what is cool and what this i feel like this would be a great little segment to like what type of familiar would you want if you were in your magic school so in harry potter the examples were cat owl rat frog 
or you can think D&D familiar, like elemental or anything like that. So what are you thinking? Right. I want to think of, um, what I forgot what it was called. Um, Zero Note Skyma. I want to do that, but gender bent. The, the one where she had a pink hair and she uh, summoned uh, a human male as her familiar. <laughs> I want that, but I want a human girl. <laughs> you mean from zero nodes? That's what I said, of, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, did, yeah, I think you cut oh, off okay. from me. But yeah, absolutely. So you want a human female, uh, a teenage female to be your familiar. Yes, yes. And actually, um, just as, as a quick aside before you give your answer... And Danganronpa 3, the one with the magic girl, um, there's like a Easter egg kind of thing you can do where it's, I, I think it's non-canon, but you go on like a date basically with any one of the characters and like they see you as their ideal. Um, and hers was that you are a familiar that she summoned or created from a wolf, I think. And now she's fallen in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So that's a similar, similar theme. I like it. I don't know if you know the answers to these all things, but I actually went to the official Pottermore website, which is like the, the main canon repository of Harry Potter. And they have quizzes that will tell you. Well, hold on. Hold on. What, what familiar do you want? Don't, you can't avoid that question. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. It, it, you can take. Actually, they, it's a Patronus. What's a Patronus? Is, is, is the thing I did. But they also ask you for familiar. A Patronus is like, Harry okay. Potter's is like a deer. So it's like their spirit animal. The quiz is okay. Uh, I'll, I'll go through all my answers for the quizzes uh, since, since I have them here anyway. The, the first quiz that they give you is what Harry Potter house are you going to be in? How many did you take? How many quizzes? There's like four. There's four quizzes. <laughs> and uh, this quiz was actually decent because like all the other ones, if you go to like watch... Uh, quizmojo.com or whatever <laughs> quizmojo.com let's go register that <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I i literally took a test where it's like what's your favorite color and it picks the four colors of the houses and i'm like are you serious and then the and then the last question was even more audacious i kid you not the last question was which house do you want to be in like really you're gonna like are you serious like it just picks that anyway my my house was Gryffindor, so I'm I'm the MC. Mm, yeah, you probably got Hufflepuff, and that's why you brought up that that uh, um whatever earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, it said um the quiz was it gave me House Gryffindor with a black cat as a familiar. I took the Patronus test, and I don't I didn't know what any of the options are, but it gives you like. It's kind of like a little game where you have to click the right answer. It's like, which way do you go, left, right, or up? It's like a little walking simulator thing. Anyway, I got that. And then what do you know? I got uh, a Russian blue cat. So I got cat again. So there's like a uh, a, a thing going on there of, of a psychic vibe. And get this. So uh, the place I'm staying at right now has a Russian blue cat in it. And it's adopted me as the alpha cat in the house so it'll it'll never it doesn't like want to be in a different room than me so i have a real life patronus a real life familiar that's following me around and it's the same thing that the harry potter quiz said it was going to be talk about crazy wow that's probably like the cringiest thing i've heard in a good long while and uh <laughs> it's not cringy it's just a coincidence it's a, it's a shame it's a shame that that got left out of the <laughs> episode because that that that's very appropriate for that one 
my Patronus is the bald eagle, and my um, my familiar is you want to talk about school, like bro. bald eagle Patronus. So they also have uh, House Illimore, which is the American house, and they have different houses. Whoa! I mean, whoa! I never would have considered that for some reason. But that, yeah, they have different houses. Anyway, I took the quiz there, so I'm in. I'm in. Uh, House Thundermore, founded by Chadwick. Literally, I'm in the house of Chad Thundercock. No, it's <laughs> God. I'm in. I'm. I'm Chad Thundercock. Confirmed. Like. Does Does J.K. Rowling know? Is she our guy? <laughs> she's our guy. Like, dude. I was seriously. I saw that and I bust out laughing. It's, it, Thundermore is founded by uh, Chadwick, like Chad Thunderwick. Or what's what's like, their animal or symbol or whatever? Named by Chadwick Boot after his favorite magical beast, the Thunderbird, a beast that can create storms as it flies. God bless America, the greatest country on earth. And if you're not from here, I'm sorry. I, I think it's from uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged, where... Uh, the dude that's in full American garb, he's like, get out of my country. It's like, but we're in Japan. He's like, every country belongs to America. <laughs> he's right. And he's not wrong. Spot the lie. Lie not detected. Oh, and uh, the last quiz was, what wand are you? And uh, my wand is a 12-inch dragon dildo. I mean, dragon heartstring. Cool. Yeah. Just as uh It said it described it as uh springy and flexible. No. <laughs> it did. Oh, JK Rowling's like memeing with her site. <laughs> oh, these are official website quizzes. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is official. This is Pottermore, so that's this is like the big it's considered Harry Potter canon. So now you are part of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. You did it. They're they're actually inviting me to star in Harry uh, Harry Beasts three, uh, <laughs> As, uh, playing the role of the Harry Beast. <laughs> yes. And I and I kill all the other characters. I nice. Eat well, that's why they can't teleport and stuff in the future because you, you kill them all. You know what I imagine? There's the there's the Penny Arcade uh, comic where he's talking is doing wild yeah. quests. Where it's like, please save me. He's like, sorry, man, I only needed the free five slaves. And he's like, please, every night I'm raped to sleep by the dick wolves. And he's like, hey, man, yeah. don't make this weird. Yeah, don't make this weird. <laughs> that's, that's my Patronus, is, is the dick wolf. Yeah, I thought it was a cat, but close enough. <laughs> well, that's about, that's about it for my notes. Yep, so that was our Harry Potter episode. We did it. Harry Potter, magical girls. not what I girls. expected, but... You know, that's part of the part of the fun, the twist. Well, you never know what it's going to get. Yep. So tell them where they can listen to more Harry Potter fan fiction. Hey, we need all of our awesome passengers to like, subscribe, share, hit that little bell icon on the YouTube. That's on PewDiePie's channel, but also ours. But also on Grand A. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know who Grand A is. I've seen a bunch of his memes. He did. Um. He's done a lot of them. Okay. You would I'll know. keep an eye out. You can also find us on anchor.fm slash the flight plan. And each one of those has a little dash in between it. Mm -hmm. 
You can uh, find us on Mangadex, search for the group, uh, Big Guys Cancellations, yeah. and you can leave a comment there. Any comment that you leave on the YouTube, uh, we'll read out loud, unless you specifically don't want us to. If Hey, even if you got, if you want a shout out, you want us to shout something out, just leave a comment. Maybe we will. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna shout out. You know that dude who said he wanted to read the next Antarctica Girls. I'll shout him out when I finally release this five month late chapter. <laughs> oh no! Well, hopefully it'll be out soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, it should be out. I don't know when this episode's coming out. Maybe same day. No promises. Yeah, and there's also the Gab and the Twitters. Big guy for you. Numeral four, letter U. Uh, Twitter's actually big guy for you scans. Can you believe it? Big guy for you was taken. Oh, I can't believe it. It's almost like it's a very popular meme that we're writing the coattails off yep. of. And have nothing to do with. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, the flight plan? Oh, what is it? Like, we have three things that don't make any sense together. Yeah, well, we do have one thing that kind of fits the meme, though. What's that? Well, you know, every week we like to crash this podcast with no survivors. With no survivors.